Father, we come before you this morning thanking you for the Spirit of the living God, thanking you for the Word of God. And we look to you now to speak to us, to minister by the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, I thank you for clarity, proficiency, accuracy, and simplicity. But most of all, Lord, I give you praise for the unction. And I thank you, Lord, that the eyes of our hearts shall be flooded with light. Our spirits will be strengthened with glory and might. And for this, we give you all the glory and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. And we're going to look at uh, a few scriptures this morning. And I think that the main uh, thought today and the message would be called, Whom the Son has set free is free indeed. In Galatians 3.13, in the Amplified Version, it says, Christ purchased our freedom, redeeming us from the curse, the doom of the law, and its condemnation, by himself becoming a curse for us. For it is written in the Scriptures, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Jesus Christ is our blessed Redeemer. He came to pay the ultimate price for our deliverance and from our freedom from any and all bondage. He shed his precious blood for the precious fruit of the earth of which we are. Praise God. And his blood that was shed is more than enough to provide freedom for any and every person that will call upon the name of the Lord. F.F. Bosworth says it this way, that he went to the cross, spirit, soul, and body to redeem mankind, spirit, soul, and body. In Ephesians 1, 7, in the message, it says this, Because of the sacrifice of the Messiah, his blood poured out on the altar of the cross, we are a free people, free of penalties and punishments, chalked up by all of our misdeeds, and not just barely free, we are abundantly free. Hallelujah. And salvation then is all-inclusive. It not only includes freedom from sin, but it also includes deliverance. It includes health. It includes prosperity. It includes preservation and safety. Aren't you glad that the 91st Psalm is activated in our life today? That we're living in the secret place of the Most High God. We're abiding under the shadow of El Shaddai. And we're declaring of the Lord, He is our refuge. He is our God. And in Him we do trust. And with long life, He's going to satisfy you. With long life, He's going to satisfy your family. And He's going to show up and show out His deliverance and His freedom in every area of our lives. Woo! Glory to God. Jesus stood up in the synagogue for to read one day. And He said this, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me the anointed one, the Messiah, to preach the good news, the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to announce release to the captives, recovering of sight to the blind, to send forth as delivered those who have been oppressed, who are downtrodden, bruised, crushed, and broken down by calamity. Jesus is quoting the great prophet Isaiah. He read this passage and he said, I'm bringing you good news. And how many of you know the good news is still good news today? Amen. 
Absolutely. And he said, I am the fulfillment of this prophecy. I am here to save, to deliver. I am announcing release to the captives and freedom for all those that have been imprisoned. And you know what? The report of the Lord, when we believe it, it puts us in position for the arm of the Lord, the resurrection power of the Lord to be revealed or to be realized in our lives. The Bible says this power is toward us who believe. We have a company of believers in the house today. And there is nothing that shall be impossible for those who will stretch forth their faith and receive the grace of God and receive the freedom that belongs to them. Amen. I looked up the word freedom this morning and it means liberation from bondage or restraint or from the power of another. It literally means independence. It means that we are not imprisoned, that we have been released, and that you and I are exempt from the control of another. Now, I don't want to see any show of hands today, but some of us have had the bad experience of been put in, been put in jail or prison. Now, I was overnight in a prison or in a jail in downtown Minneapolis when I was a hoodlum. <laughs> but it was a great morning when I got set free. It's a great day when the door of prison is unlocked. And when there is a release, hallelujah, that comes straight from the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And so perhaps none of you have ever been in a physical jail. But every one of us were in bondage in some form. Imprisoned to sin. Imprisoned to the effects of sin. How many of you know that even living with a broken heart is a prison? Living oppressed is a prison. You see, Jesus has come to set the captives free. He has said to us today, all those who are born of God are candidates to receive the anointing on Jesus. And not only those that have been saved, how many of you know that we're ambassadors and we can go tell the good news to people around us? It is a glorious and it is a wonderful opportunity in this day in which we live to shine the light. You see, you and I were prepared for this to a degree because we have the word because we have the fullness of the Holy Spirit. But many people were not prepared for this pandemic. Many people were not prepared to be quarantined in their home. And as believers, it is an opportunity for us to send forth the love of God to people. It's an opportunity for us to share of our substance with others. This grocery giveaway has not just been for the church but it has also been for the community around us. And it has been a golden opportunity to love people and to shine our light. We are the light of the world. We are the salt of the earth. And I think there's been an opportunity for all of us to be a little bit down and to be a little bit discouraged and to be disappointed. But how many of you know that that is a temporary thing? And if you know the Lord, and if you stay in the word of God, he will lift you up. He is the glory and the lifter up of our head. Amen. So I don't believe that this is a day and a season for the body of Christ to moan and groan and complain. Joyce Meyer said this. 
You know, if you groan and complain, you remain. But what happens if you praise? You shall be raised. Now, I want to point out something very important that Jesus said in John, the 10th chapter. He said in verse 1, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door, that's how we've entered, by the door, is the shepherd of the sheep. That's Jesus. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice. And here's what I want you to see. And he calls his own sheep by name, and he leads them out. I want you to keep that scripture up there just for a moment. What this is saying to us, number one, Jesus is our good shepherd. And he knows us by name. You know, when we actually see the Lord, when we get into that glorious place, he's not going to say, now, hmm, what, what was your name? No, he knows you. He's got all of the hairs of your head numbered. Isaiah says in one translation that he has literally tattooed a picture of you and me on the palm of his hand. He is our shepherd and he knows our name. What this says to you and I, that there is a level of fellowship and intimacy available to us with the chief shepherd, the Lord Jesus Christ. But not only is he our good shepherd, and not only does he know our name, but notice that last phrase in that verse, he leads us out. He leads us out. And I just want to unpack that just for a moment this morning. He leads us out. And the question would be asked, well, out of what? Well, out of whatever we need leading out of. Out of sin into righteousness. Out of darkness into light. Out of death into life. Out of sickness into health. Out of lack into abundance. Why does he do that? Because he loves us. Because we are forever on his mind. When he hung on the cross, it says, Who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross despising the shame and is set down at the right hand of God. You and I were on his mind when he hung on the cross and we are still on his mind for he is our great high priest. He is our intercessor. He is the mediator between God and man. He has given us the name which is above every name. He has given us the word. He has given us the power of the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. And we see this clearly in Colossians 1, in verse 12, giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet or able to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. You know, through Jesus, you and I by faith can access this grace, this glorious inheritance. We can partake of it right now. Now, it's great to know that you have an inheritance, but how much of a bummer would it be if you couldn't access it? I mean, if somebody left you $50,000, wouldn't you want to know where to pick it up? 
Absolutely. You'd want to know where and how to access it. Well, through Jesus, we have free access granted to us to the vast resources of heaven. The entrance code is the name above every name. Now in verse 13, he says, who has? Not going to do it. That almost sounds like George Bush. Not going to do it. (coughs) No, who has? Not something he's going to do. Something he's already provided for you and I. Who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. How many of you know it's awesome to be delivered out of darkness? But we don't stop there. He brought us out so he could bring us in. When we got saved, we changed positions and we changed locations. We are now in a whole new kingdom. We are in a new realm. We have a new place of residency. We've moved from condemnation corner to righteousness road. We've moved from broke boulevard to prosperity place. We have moved from disease drive to healed avenue. And what I want us to do today on this 4th of July weekend, I don't want us to forget the freedom wherewith Christ has made us free. I want us to celebrate our freedom as a nation. It's not a perfect nation. There's a lot of things that need to change. There are a lot of things that are in upheaval. But how many of you know, as the church, we can become a praying church. And prayer changes things. Prayer changes hearts. Prayer changes things for the glory of God. And so we're a praying church. We're a believing church. And understand this. We can celebrate our freedom in Christ Jesus. In 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 17, it says, Now the Lord is that Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, where is the Spirit of the Lord? Well, He's in us. He's on us. But how many of you know He's among us? But notice this. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And I like how the Amplified defines that. Emancipation from bondage. Total freedom. Amen. And so we need to then become very God-inside-minded and cultivate that relationship with Him and with His Word. Because there's liberty upon liberty and freedom upon freedom available to you and I every day of our lives. Whatever we may face, it may be a doctor's report that's not great. It might be that bills are stacking up. Whatever we face, there is grace. And there is the grace of God and the freedom of God available to those who will not only become God inside-minded, but they will allow this God who is on the inside to rise up out on the outside. How many know the Bible says, let God arise and his enemies be scattered? And so here's the question. If Christ has set us free why are not all Christians living free why is that I tell you one of the reasons why is this because we've got to stand we must hold fast 
We must contend for our freedom. Now, I want to read Galatians 5 from a few different translations. In Galatians 5, 1, just one verse, it says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath set us free, made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. This tells us this freedom has been bought and paid for, but it's possible for those who have been free to go back into some form of bondage. May it not be so with us. Amen. In the NLT it says, So Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure that you stay free. That's our responsibility. And don't get tied up in slavery to the law. The NIV says it this way, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then. And do not let yourselves be burdened again by any yoke of slavery. The Amplified says it this way. In this freedom, Christ has made us free and completely liberated us. So stand fast then and do not be hampered. Do not be ensnared or submit again to a yoke of slavery which you have once put off. It is the will of God for you and I who have been set free to stay free. Amen. And we don't judge people who have been set free but are back in bondage. We love people. And uh, we also don't want to get in pride thinking that that could not happen to us. No matter how long you've been a Christian, the tempter's still out there. He walks about as a roaring lion. You still have a flesh. How many of you know your flesh is not glorified yet? We one day will receive a glorified body. But the point I'm trying to make is this, is we must stand free and hold fast in it and not allow ourselves to drift back into a yoke of fleshly living and not drift back into some sort of Sarah, Sarah, whatever will be, will be Christianity. No, we've been given the word. We know what the will of God is. We know what the plan of God is. And that is to be free and to stay free and to set other people free. How many of you know that free people can set other people free? By the grace of God. Now notice this with me. Here's one of the major keys then for us to staying free. John 8, 31 and verse 32. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If, this is conditional, If you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. I would like to say it like this. The truth will keep you free. I can remember many, many years ago, uh, one of my main mentors in my life, Apostle Jim Caseman, said to me when I was just getting off of drugs and just involved in Narcotics Anonymous and Alcoholics Anonymous, I got to a point where I saw the truth and the truth was setting me free. I saw a revelation about being the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I saw the revelation about becoming a new creation in Christ Jesus. And this thought came to me, you know what? 
I need the Word of God desperately on a daily basis. And I went to Brother Jim and I said, Brother Jim, I just kind of feel like I just ought to go all in with my redemptive realities. Go all in with Jesus. Not to say anything bad about AA. Not to say anything bad about NA. Thank God for it. But I just kind of felt for me, it had been months and months where I was involved in it, and I just kind of felt for me, it was time to go ahead and take another step further into the Word of God. And I remember Brother Jim pointed his finger at me, and he said something like this, just make sure you stay with the truth. Just make sure that you stay with the Word. Just make sure you abide in the vine and you abide in the Word. Because you, as you abide in Him and abide in His Word, you'll be able to ask what you will and it'll be done unto you. And you will be able to maintain and live a victorious life. And by the grace of God, I've been able to do that. Not because of me, but because of Jesus, the Son of the living God. And it is so vital... In John chapter 8, 31, 32, in the message, it says this. Then Jesus turned to the Jews who had claimed to believe in him. If you stick with this, living out what I tell you, you're my disciples for sure. Then you will experience for yourself the truth and the truth will set you free. What the Lord is saying to us today is stay with it. Stick with it. Let's not just live this out for a year or two or for a decade or two or even as a church for almost four decades now. What do you say? We stick with the one who brung us. What do you say? We dance with the one who brung us. What do you say? We praise with the one who brung us. What do you say? We don't change dancing partners, but we dance before the Lord with all of our might with the one who brought us. He brought you a mighty long way, but you know what? He ain't finished with you yet. He who has begun a good work in you, he will complete it. He will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. So live it out until it becomes a lifestyle. And you will experience it for yourself. Not just hearing about what others are experiencing, but coming to a place where it's mine. We can come to personally know and become acquainted with freedom that Jesus gives. The Amplified Version of verse 36 says, So if the Son liberates you and makes you free men then you are really and unquestionably free. Live in Him. Abide vitally united to Him. Allow His Word to dwell in you richly. You see, continuous freedom comes from continuing in the Word. It comes from abiding in Him. It comes from rich relationship with Him. And I love this Passion Translation. If you've not yet discovered it. Look it up. The Passion Translation is so rich. In Galatians 5, it says, let me be clear. The anointed one has set us free, not partially, but completely and wonderfully free. We must always cherish this truth and stubbornly refuse to go back into the bondage of our past. Now, I know a lot of us here today have some stubborn in us. But let's use it properly. Yes, use it rightly. Amen? Let's use it to enforce Satan's defeat. Let us stand 
in our freedom, wherewith Christ has set us free.